How can these recluses make a hoard of many bowls? Will they set up an earthenware shop? of the Tipitaka. If this is your first time seeing me, do go ahead and click right up above Guru Rinpoche's forehead, and that will take you to the uh, part one. That will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. You can start with part one. It's a better place to start than part 40, you know, if, you're, if you have the option to start at the beginning of the series, you know, why not? Um, uh, special thanks to our, our special guest for today. Say hello, would you? I believe that's meant to approximate the sound that a small cat makes. All right, <clears throat> why not? Uh, so today we are continuing the Vinaya Pitaka, the first of the Pitakas. Pitaka meaning basket, because they have these rectangular baskets. By the way, I'm, I'm basically in the same place I was before. I'm nine minutes drive from that beautiful, quiet, serene, um, it's, it's also beautiful and serene here. It's just there's sort of a main road right outside. And got the balcony door open for the light, so you'll be hearing the cars drive by. What can you do? Um, Yes, so the first of the three baskets, they have these rectangular baskets with the scriptures inside back in the old days. And some folks still uh, adhere to that way of doing things. And uh, so the first basket contained all the discipline, which includes the Sutta Vibhanga, the first part of the Vinaya Pitaka, which is the discipline basket. Discipline basket. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, the Sutta Vibhanga is the rules analysis. It lays out all the rules, but it also tells you where the rules came from. There's a story behind each rule. Is the sound okay? Are you hearing them more than you're hearing me? Hopefully not. Hopefully this won't turn out to be the episode that drives everyone mad trying to hear what I'm saying. Just in case. Airplanes. Forfeiture. Nisagia. 19. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Sabati in the Jetta Grove in Anatapindika's monastery. Now, 
at that time, the group of six monks engaged in various transactions in which gold and silver was used. People, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, engaging in various transactions in which gold and silver is used, like householders who enjoy pleasures of the senses. Monks heard these people who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, say, quote, How can this group of six monks engage in various transactions in which gold and silver is used? Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, monks, engaged in various transactions in which gold and silver is used? End quote. It is true, Lord, they said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, quote, how can you, foolish men, engage in various transactions in which gold and silver is used? It is not foolish men for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should engage in various transactions in which gold and silver is used, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. Whatever means, <clears throat> three dots. So it's uh, 101, in episode 98, we went over it. We'll give it one more episode. In, episode, in next episode, we'll do the reminder of what whatever means. Monk means various means shaped and unshaped and partly in parentheses shaped and partly in parentheses unshaped. Shaped means intended as an ornament in parentheses for the head, intended as an ornament in parentheses for the neck, intended once again, as an ornament in parentheses, for the hand. Intended as an ornament, the translator added as an ornament, for, just so that, you know, you didn't assume that they were chopping off their hands and replacing them with gold hands. No, it's more like a bracelet. All right, let's read it without the parentheses. I think this one doesn't need the parentheses. <clears throat> shaped means intended for the head, intended for the neck, intended for the hand, attended, intended for the foot, intended for the hips, right? As an ornament, in parentheses, for every one of those cases. All right. Unshaped means it is called shaped in a mass. Partly shaped, with partly in parentheses, partly unshaped, with partly in parentheses, means both of these. Okay. <clears throat> Gold and silver means what is the color of the teacher? Remember, Kahapana? Pretty cool. 
Uh, and the Masaka of copper, the, yes, the Kahapana, right, right, right. So the gold is the color of the teacher. Silver is the Masaka of copper, the Masaka of wood, the Masaka of lock used in business. So any of the various kinds of currency is called silver, much like in French. Ancient Pali has a little in common with French. All right. Should engage in means if he gets shaped in exchange for shaped, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets unshaped in exchange for shaped, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets partly shaped, partly in parentheses, partly unshaped, partly in parentheses once again, in exchange for shaped, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he gets shaped in exchange for unshaped, three dots. If he gets unshaped in exchange for unshaped, three dots. If he gets partly in parentheses shaped, partly in parentheses unshaped in exchange for unshaped, three dots. If he gets shaped in exchange for partly shaped, partly unshaped, three dots. If he gets unshaped in exchange for partly shaped, partly unshaped, three dots. If he gets partly shaped, partly unshaped in exchange for partly shaped, partly unshaped, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Catchy. It is to be forfeited in the midst of the order. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. That monk, approaching the order, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, honoring the feet of the senior monks, sitting down on his haunches, saluting with joined palms, should speak thus, quote within quotes, I honored sire? Oh no, sirs. That's a second S, not a B. Boy, this is going to be a noisy one, isn't it? Maybe I won't record another one at this location. We'll wait until we're in a quieter place. Engaged in various transactions in which gold and silver are used, this is to be forfeited by me. Is it louder than New Delhi, or is it the same as New Delhi? I don't know. You decide. I forfeit it to the order. End quote, then quotes. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed. The offense should be acknowledged by an experienced, competent monk. If an attendant of a monastery or a lay follower comes there, three dots, see uh, Nisagya 18, instead of except by one who accepted gold and silver, three dots, and accepts gold and silver, read, except by the one who got gold and silver in exchange, three dots, and gets gold and silver in exchange. End parentheses. All right. Translator telling us, yeah, it's basically exactly the same as in the previous one, except for this little difference. Well, hopefully you remember the previous one, right? <clears throat> three dots. If he thinks that it is gold and silver when it is not gold and silver, and, in parentheses, gets gold and silver in exchange, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. And counterfeiture. No. Ignore that. Strike that. Uh, if he is in doubt as to whether it is not gold and silver, and, in parentheses, gets gold and silver in exchange, 
there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is not gold and silver, when it is not gold and silver, and in parentheses gets gold and silver in exchange, well, that needs a sly little, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is gold and silver when it is not gold and silver, there is an offensive wrongdoing. Silly. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not gold and silver, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not gold and silver when it is not gold and silver, there is no offense. There is no offense if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. Forfeiture, Nisakia, 20. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove, in Anattapindika's monastery. Now, at that time, the Venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, came to be skilled in robe-making. Well, you know, I, I'm not surprised. He really likes robes, doesn't he? One time I made a robe with a stapler. It was not comfortable. It was a long time ago. He, making an outer cloak of cloth rags, making it well-dyed, well-worked, clothed himself in it. Then a certain wandering student having clothed himself in a costly cloth, approached the Venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans. And having approached the Venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, he said, quote, Your reverence, this outer cloak of yours is beautiful. Give it to me for this cloth. End quote. This in parentheses. Quote, find out about it, your reverence, end quote, he said. Hmm. Quote, yes, your reverence, I know. Open parentheses, about it, close parentheses, end quote. Quote, very well then, your reverence, end quote, he said, and gave it to him, it to him, in parentheses. Then that wandering student, clothing himself in that outer cloak, went to the wandering student's monastery. Who are the wandering students? That sounds like something I'd be interested in. Wandering, I'm wondering. Wander, that I wander. Oh, in the... How's that song go? I wonder as I wander out under the sky How Jesus, my Savior, did come for tonight Yeah, that, that one. Thank you. The wandering students spoke thus to the to this wandering student. Open quote. This outer cloak of yours is beautiful, your reverence. Where did you get it? End quote. Quote. It was in exchange for my cloth, your reverences. End quote. Quote. But your reverence, this outer cloak will do for you for some time only. That cloth was better for you. End quote. Then that wandering student think, quote, thinking, quote, what the wandering students said is true. This outer cloak will do for me sometime only, only in parentheses. That cloth was better for me, end quote. 
approached the venerable Upananda, let me guess, no refunds, the son of the Sakyans, and having approached, he said thus to the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, quote, your reverence, here is your outer cloak, give the cloth to me, end quote, quote, but your reverence, did I not say to you, quote, within quote, find out about it, end quote, within quote, I will not give it, he said. Then that wandering student, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, Even householders give back to a householder if he regrets, but why will one who has gone forth not give back to one who has gone forth? End quote. Monks heard that wandering student who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, how can the venerable Upananda, the son of the Sakyans, exchange in bartering together with a wandering student? End quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, <clears throat> quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, Upananda, engaged in bartering together with a wandering student? End quote. It is true, Lord, he said. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, How can you, foolish man, engage in bartering together with a wandering student? It is not, foolish man, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should engage in various kinds of bartering, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. All right. Whatever means... Monk means... Various means... If you're confused, uh, this is the first episode you've seen, isn't it? Um, just keep watching, and in the next episode, when they mention whatever in Monk, you'll see a flashback to when they defined those at the beginning of the previous book. And ever since then, they've been replacing with three dots, because that's what they do in the Polytech Society. Which I love and am very grateful to, and... Uh, I look forward to your response to my recent email about the missing... Never mind. Uh, okay, various means, the requisites of robes, alms, food, lodgings, medicine for the sick, and even a lump of chonam and a toothpick and unwoven thread. That, that's what various means. Okay. Should engage in, three dots, bartering means. If he transgresses, saying, quote within quotes, give this for that, take this for that, barter this for that, get this in exchange for that, end quote within quote, there is an offense of wrongdoing. Inasmuch as it is bartered, one's own goods gone to the hands of another, another's goods gone to one's own hands, it is to be forfeited. It should be forfeited, three dots to an individual, so to the order, to a group, to the individual. They wanted to 
Alright. Uh, and thus, monks, should it be forfeited, quote, then quotes, I, honored sirs, engaged in various kinds of bartering. This is to be forfeited by me. I forfeit it to the order. End quote. Three dots. Open quote within quote. Three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back parentheses, these goods, close parentheses, to the venerable one. Let's hear the full version of that again. That monk, approaching the order, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, honoring the feet of the senior monks, sitting down on his haunches, saluting with joined palms, should speak thus, honored sirs, this is quote within quotes, honored sirs, I forfeit it to the order, end quote. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed. The offense should be acknowledged by an experienced, competent monk. The forfeited should be given back with the words, with the words being in parentheses, quote within quote. Honored sirs, let the order listen to me. This of the monk so-and-so, which had to be forfeited, is forfeited by him to the order, by him being in parentheses. If it seems right to the order, the order should give back this to the monk so-and-so, end quote, within quotes. That monk, approaching two or three monks, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, three dots, joined palms, should speak thus, quote, within quote, honored sirs. This is to be forfeited by me. I forfeit it to the venerable ones. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed. The offense should be acknowledged by an experienced, competent monk. The forfeited should be given back with the words, with, with the words being in parentheses, quote, within quotes, let the venerable ones listen to me. This of the monk so-and-so, which had to be forfeited, is forfeited, by him, in parentheses, to the venerable ones. If it seems right to the venerable ones, let the venerable ones give back this robe to the monk so-and-so. End quote, within quotes. Continuing. That monk approaching one monk, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, sitting down on his haunches, saluting with joined palms, should speak thus to him. Quote, your reverence, this is to be forfeited by me. I forfeit it to the venerable one, end quote, within quotes. Having forfeited it, the, the offense should be confessed. The offense should be acknowledged by this monk. The forfeited should be given back with the words, parentheses, quote, I will give back this to the venerable one, end quote. All right, it had been a little while since we had heard that in full, so... There you have it. That's how that goes, basically. If he thinks that it is bartering when it is bartering, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he is in doubt as to whether it is bartering, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is not bartering when it is bartering, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is bartering when it is not bartering, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether it is not bartering 
there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is not bartering when it is not bartering, there is no offense. There is no offense if he asks the value, points it out to one who makes it legally allowable, saying, quote, within quotes, this is ours and we want this and that, end quote. If he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. So that, that bit just now, a kapiyakaraka makes a thing allowable by giving it. Saying, my utensils, are my utensils are valuable, give your bowl to another. All right. The second division, that on silk. This is its key. Two portions on silk and pure. For six years, a rug and two on sheep's wool, on taking. Both the various kinds. Well, all right. So we just finished another section of the Nisagia. But we still have ten more Nisagia. I don't remember if the first section was ten. Are these three groups of ten? It is three groups of ten. Okay, so the Nisagia... Uh, consist of the rules of forfeiture, expiation involving forfeiture, and there are three groups. Each of the three groups has ten rules. The first division, that on katina cloth, we'll put this up on the screen somewhere maybe, uh, th the key is ten nights, nights in parentheses, one night and a month, and washing, acceptance, Three about those who are not relations of two and by means of a messenger. So that was the one about robes. And remember uh, Udayin and his former wife, who's a nun, and all that fun stuff. Uh, the story about how it came to be that uh, there's a rule that someone who's not a blood relation, though she was his former wife, uh, shouldn't be doing your mom. Unless you didn't ask her to. Which in the case of Udayim and his wife, he actually didn't ask her to, so that would have been fine, even though she got pregnant from it. If you weren't there, uh, yeah, I recommend tuning back to that one and checking it out, because it was fun. I mean, if you're a twisted weirdo. And then the, uh, the second division, that on silk, this is its key. We just said this, but I'll do it anyway so we can put it up on the board. The board? Two portions on silk and pure for six years, a rug and two on sheep's wool, sheep's in parentheses, on taking both the various kinds. So there you have it. The 20 rules thus far. Let us begin the third section with Nisagia 21. Forfeiture, Nisagia 21. At one time, the enlightened the Lord was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now at that time, the group of six monks made a horde of many bowls. People engaged in touring the dwelling place and seeing this horde looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, 
This reminds me of when uh, Priyal went to... That's, this isn't what they're saying. This is me talking. Uh, when Priyal and I went to uh, Thailand, and they had these bowls made out of coconut shells with these beautiful little patterns inside with, like, elephants and stuff like that. They weren't very expensive, and we ended up with, I don't know, eight or nine of them. And then we, we were making the excuse that we'll give them away as gifts but even now, I know some of them broke, but they're still beautiful, so it's like, it's hard to throw them away. Anyway, I can relate with hoarding bowls, I guess, is all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, the, the people who were criticizing spread it about saying, quote, How can these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, make a hoard of many bowls? Will these recluses, sons of the Sakyans, do a trade in bowls? Or will they set up an earthenware shop? End quote. Monks heard these people who, three dots, spread it about. Those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can this group of six monks keep an extra bowl? Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you monks keep an extra bowl? End quote. It is true, Lord. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked them, saying, How can you, foolish men, keep an extra bowl? Is it not foolish men? It is not foolish men. For pleasing those who are not yet in parentheses pleased. And uh, three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should keep an extra bowl, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. And thus, this rule of training for monks came to be laid down by the Lord. Now, at that time, an extra bull had accrued to the venerable Ananda, and the venerable Ananda became desirous of giving this bull to the venerable Shariputra. This sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? But the venerable Shariputra was staying at Saketa again, or maybe this was the same time. He had a bull and a robe. Anyway. Then it occurred to the venerable, venerable Ananda, quote, A rule of training laid down by the Lord is that an extra bowl should not be kept, and this extra bowl has accrued to me, and I am desirous of giving this bowl to the venerable Shariputra. But the venerable Shariputra is staying at Saketa. Now, what line of conduct should be followed by me? End quote. Then the Venerable Ananda told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, But how long, Ananda, before Shariputra will come? Here. Here is in parentheses. End quote. On the ninth or tenth day, Lord? End quote. He said, Then the Lord, on that occasion, in that connection, having given reasoned talk, addressed the monks, saying, Quote, I allow you, monks, to keep an extra bowl for at most ten days. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. 
An extra bowl may be kept for at most ten days. For him who exceeds that period, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. For at most ten days means it may be kept for ten days at the maximum. Glad they clarified that one. An extra bowl means one that is not allotted, not assigned. A bowl means there are two kinds of bowls, an iron bowl, a clay bowl. There are three sizes for a bowl, a large bowl, a medium-sized bowl, a small bowl. A large bowl means it takes half an ataka measure. Huh. Is that a lot? Um, of boiled rice, a quarter of that quantity of uncooked rice, a suitable curry. A medium-sized bowl means that it takes a nalika measure of boiled rice, a quarter of that quantity of uncooked rice, a suitable curry. A small bowl means that it takes a pata measure of boiled rice, a quarter of that quantity of uncooked rice, a suitable curry. A bowl, a bowl being in parentheses, greater than that is not a bowl. A bowl, in parentheses, smaller than that is not a bowl. Fair enough. For him who exceeds that period, that period being in parentheses, there is an offense involving forfeiture. It is to be forfeited on the 11th day at sunrise. It should be forfeited to three dots an individual. Forfeited to the order, to a group, or to an individual. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. That monk, approaching the order, arranging his upper robe over one shoulder, honoring the feet of the senior monks, sitting down on his haunches, saluting with joined palms should speak thus, quote within quotes, honored sirs, this bowl is to be forfeited by me. The ten days having elapsed, I forfeit it to the order, end quote. Having forfeited it, the offense should be confessed. The offense should be acknowledged by an experienced, competent monk. The bowl forfeited should be given, open parentheses back with the words, closed parentheses, Quote within quotes, honored sirs, let the order listen to me. This bowl of the monk so-and-so, which had to be forfeited, is forfeited by him to the order. By him in parentheses. If it seems right to the order, the order should give back this bowl to the monk so-and-so. End quote within quotes. That monk approaching two or three monks, three dots, see Nisa Gia, one, three to four, three dots. Open quote, three dots. I will give back this bowl to the venerable one. End quote, three dots. Probably they were like, you know, if this seems okay to everybody, then remain silent, otherwise speak. And they were silent because they were thinking about something else. Because, dude, it's a bowl. No. I'm sure they were very attentive. Three dots. If he thinks that one is destroyed when it is not destroyed, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is broken when it is not broken, 
there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that one is stolen when it is not stolen, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. Oh my gosh, if I had a nickel for every time that I thought something was like missing or stolen or lost and then I found it again, oh man. I'd be guilty of an offense of expiation involving forfeiture, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> For, not forfeiting the bowl, which had to be forfeited, if he makes use of it, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that the ten days have elapsed when they have not elapsed, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether the ten days have not elapsed, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that the ten days have not elapsed when they have not elapsed, there is no offense. There is no offense if within ten days it is allotted, assigned, bestowed, lost, destroyed, broken. If they tear it from him, a bull, tear it from him. If they take it on trust, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer, then the group of six monks did not give back a bowl that had been forfeited. They told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Monks, a bowl that has been forfeited is not not to be given back. Whosoever should not give it back, there is an offense of wrongdoing. That's how that ends. That's an unusual ending for one of these, isn't it? I, uh, I had a teacher once, one of my English teachers, back in the day, creative writing and whatnot. And uh, at one point, to simplify her life, she reduced, she gave away all of her dishes except for one bowl, one plate, one spoon, one fork, one knife. And uh, I think I remember she said it was a Zen thing. But I've got news for you, Miss Leidenthal. It's also a Theravada thing. It's a Buddhist thing. You might have just said it was a Buddhist thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I hope you all enjoyed the uh, sounds of the traffic outside, and uh, I hope you were able to hear at least 95% of the words of the reading today. All right. I will go ahead and close. Now it's quiet. to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.